You're listening to Through the Fire Podcast, where we talk about trauma, transparency, and triumph. Has a life-altering event left you confused, broken, and bruised? Guess what? You're not alone, and this is not the end. Join us as we discuss experiences with traumatic and tragic seasons, what we're learning, how we're overcoming, and how you can too. We're your hosts, Montez Dove and Cedricia Thomas, and we're talking beauty for ashes, y'all. When we transition and we don't understand, we we don't know how I look. We don't know how I'm supposed to look. I knew it was time for me to leave a, the, a church because the Lord told me, he said, the story with Joseph, and he said, uh, stop letting people benefit off your bondage. I didn't know what that means. He was like, Joseph was in bondage, but he had a cupbearer. And then the other one in there with him, te- he, he foretelling their dreams. They get out. I'm going to remember you, Joseph. And they didn't. So people was benefiting off of Joseph bondage. So when Joseph was supposed to be getting the transition, okay, now it's time for the transition. He had to transition two years later. Now, oh, I, for, I remember you now. I got somebody that can tell a dream for you. Go get them. So sometimes when transition doesn't look the way we want it to look, we'll, we'll start kicking against it. I kicked against transition. I kicked against because now I have to step into a place of unfamiliarity. I don't know this city. I don't know who's who. But all I knew was God was like, it's time for you to go. I'm going to prepare an exit and I need you to leave. You, you, matter of fact, you should even return. Who told you to return? Because we return to what's familiar. Transition means that we're transitioning. But what happens when we go backwards? And God is like, I need you to go forward because think God, only time Jesus went back somewhere is because he had an assignment. He never went back to stay. But what we do is we go back to what's familiar because it's safe for us. Just like the wilderness, when God said, I need to, you to transition to the wilderness, we get to the wilderness and start crying and we upset. Man, that's the best place we can be. Break that down, how the wilderness is the best place that you can be. Talk to me. Place. Jesus, the Bible said Jesus was led in the wilderness to be tempted. That means that that's training ground. That's training ground for us. But we don't look, like I said, hmm. he said, yeah, do I walk through the valley? He said, through the valley, but we get stuck in the valley. Because we don't want to go. We don't want the unknown. It's the unknown that messes us up. But what does unknown look like? I don't know. So we start letting, we start reasoning with what God has said. I need you to walk through the valley of shadow that I will feel no, if those are shadows, that means there's no echoes. Yeah. But we, we take shadows as, oh my God. So we let the noise stop our vision. It shouldn't. And we keep our eyes focused on the often the finish of our faith. The shadows and the voices, the echoes should not even bother us. But the Bible says the shadow of the valley of death. That means that if Jesus defeated death and he, and David is talking about it, you mean to tell me that I got a pasture waiting on me? I got a pasture that I can rest in, but I'm still worried about getting through, getting through all of what people are talking about me. People not understanding me. People don't even understand the vision. People are questioning what I'm doing, the moves I'm making. I can't even get through this because I'm, I got people on my mind in the wrong aspects. Because people was not there. Paul said, I didn't concur with flesh and blood. I didn't concur with this on the call of my life. So sometimes we concur with what's fighting against us and that's flesh. So transitioning is always a place of God is saying, okay, I need to get you from here to here. Because when God transitioned Joseph, it wasn't about Joseph. It was about getting the people to the place God wanted him at. And that was his family. God got Joseph's family to the fat land. But we looked at it as, oh, poor Joseph. No, it wasn't about Joseph. 
God already made a declaration. He said the enemy meant it for evil, but God meant it for your good. Okay. Okay, God, that's a promise. But I still need you to do what I need you to do for your family. I need you to bring these Israelites to the place that I'm going to give you that Pharaoh, even, even the enemy was your footstool at a time being. This is why Pharaoh could not defeat them. The Bible says the more they pressed them, the more they grew. And that's one thing I knew God spoke because I remember when I had left the church, I didn't leave the church. I left the building and the Lord gave me a scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11, but he said, keep reading. And it says that even in captivity, you're going to have children, you're going to marry, you're going to do all this. So I get the church. I, I wind up like two weeks or three weeks later, um, the Lord's like, go to church. So as I go to church, it's the same exact thing the Lord told me to read that morning. Exactly. He said, turn to the book of Jeremiah. Hmm. And I knew it was God. Mm-hmm. I knew it was God. My daughter was looking at me screaming like, Bob, you said, I was like, I'm telling y'all. So the way God maneuvers through transition is like, let him lead. We are with the Lord. You lead, I follow. He's like, okay, I'm gonna lead you here. Where you go? Mm. So that wilderness works for us. That wilderness is training ground to be tempted to know the voice. The Bible says, I was glad that I was afflicted. I knew God's voice when all chaos came because I knew his character. The Lord told me, if they're not doing it to you in love, Leah, they're doing it to you in hate. If they're not doing it to you in, in good, it's not as bad. It was always the opposite. God said, I'm not a God of in between. That's how I started knowing the character of people that were in church. God, this ain't you. I don't care how rough they said it. If it was not done in love, it's done in hate. And that's it. And that's it. That's it. And it's so, and and so again, and that's where the compassion comes that says, you know what, Lord, give me compassion Mm -hmm. to even have compassion for them or how they spoke to me because I don't want their words to become who I am. Because what happens is when we love people so hard, because uh, the Lord always did me about protecting my heart and what that looks like. The word of God does it. We don't have to protect ourselves. We don't have to do anything for ourselves, but we want to because we feel like, again, it goes back to being a child when somebody didn't protect you. Now you got to stand up for yourself. And God is saying, let me be Abba. If I'm Abba, I got you. Hold your peace, you know? And then sometimes um, uh, I remember Bishop Norman told me one day, he said, Leah, you're not fighting a person. You're fighting a heart. He said, just like when you get married, you're not marrying a person. You're marrying a heart. You're marrying experiences. You're married. Like, so I look at things differently now. So I look at things that, oh, maybe that's an unhealed place that you're not healed from. Mm-hmm. So in transitioning, you got to experience all of this because on the other side of wilderness, now it's time for the battle. But we, we want to, oh, that we make, the, oh my God, I don't want to be in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Man, that's preparation time. It may be lonely, but it's only lonely to a sense of God is saying, I want to give you more of me, but you're looking around for everybody else. I want you to know of me. I want you to learn of me. I want you to learn of my ways. And so Jesus had to be tempted with his his mind, his stomach, all of this stuff we we deal with. Like God deal with me all the time about the God of my belly. What am I eating? I love food. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Who's controlling me? Mm-hmm. The God of my belly. Mm-hmm. Those are things that we don't deal with. Why do people overeat? Mm-hmm. Why do people do things? And then I had to learn that I started over shopping compulsively. So again, I went to therapy. Oh, girl, you compulsive shopping. What? I love shopping. Yeah, that's in the past, but you're overdoing it now, like three times different. Mm-hmm. So, okay, okay, let me pull back. And so this is why it's so good for the transition because in, so, uh, oh man, what is this thing called? You know how you floating in space, right? You just have no, there's no gravity in space. You're just floating, right? So the Lord was showing me like, sometimes 
when we're just floating freely, we starting to grab everything to feel safe. Like we, we trying to grab. He was like, no, go with it. And then when we yield, we come out faster. But we spend so much time fighting instead of yielding. <laughs> we we keep, we holding ourselves back. Yeah. We're not trying to make this 40 years. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, just yield. Yield to the trans- transition works. We don't look, we don't never look at transition as elevation. And that's what it is. Place a bondage in between in the promised land. Which, How does each one of these look? Well, so you said the promised land and what else? And you got in between mm-hmm. the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And you got this place of bondage that you came out of. It's a whole lot going on. So you got to understand what bondage. The thing with slavery, slavery was a way of life. Right? So they wanted to stay. That's why they was telling Moses, why you, we, we could have ate over here. We had all what we needed and you bought us out. Yeah. They complaining. But then the Lord yep. said, okay, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you some manna. Mm-hmm. Now they want the very thing God told them not to do. They done. He said, don't store up any manna. Cause God was producing everything every, every day new, just new. And again, it was because of a disobedient people. And so it, we disobedient because we don't trust the will of God. We don't trust what he's saying. So we we want to go, God, should I go back to bondage? I was safe over there. I knew I knew what to expect in bondage. I knew what to expect in bondage. I knew how I felt. But now here comes the in-between called transitioning. God, they up on us. I need you to part the Red Sea. He said, I got you. So get past the Red Sea. He said, I'm a he said, I'm a, a cloud by day and a fire by night. I'm still providing for y'all. And y'all still complaining. So the thing of it is, is once to complain and stop, we'll hear God. And then we not only will we hear him, we'll trust him. But if we always have a complaining in our spirit, that means we don't trust God. So guess what? The promised land, the promised land is not even on the other side. The promised land is when we yield. Mm -hmm. We got the promises of God. Those promises. Oh, we're going to get to a good place called the promised land. Man, I got a promise right now. If I just yield to the promise of God, if I yield to his will, I got the promise already. It's almost like, I don't want to say Christian because I don't label myself as a Christian. I I label myself as a follower of Christ because I don't want to compromise. I never want to compromise who Jesus have told me to be. And I know Christians is the way to go, but Christians, some Christians will compromise. Mm -hmm. I'm not compromising because guess what? It was a place that I was in that, compromising couldn't even be a fact of who I was. I couldn't compromise my sanity. I couldn't compromise my mental status. I couldn't compromise me even. Are you a mother, Leah? Should you even be a mother? This happened. Mm -hmm. I couldn't. All of that could not be a factor Mm -hmm. because now I had to stand on the promises of God. So once the children of Israel and then they they still have to circle around. I can't go and let y'all in up because y'all have been disobedient. So disobedience delays us. It delays us. But once we yield and they're not saying, oh, God, it's because I didn't have people. No, Moses was in place. There were people in place. It was just a people that had a mind to do what they wanted to do. So this is where we at now. We have people that are for God and who are against God. And so they'll out talk you out your promised land if you let them. Because in some people transitioning, they looking at your situation like, oh, girl, that's warfare. Instead of saying, no, you transitioning. You've mistaken my transition for warfare. Mm-hmm. You've mistaken my transition for disobedience. I'm not disobeying God. He's just making it uncomfortable so I can leave. But we look at cause just because you're uncomfortable. 
You're in warfare. No, you're uncomfortable because God is saying, I need you to elevate. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to transition you, but you still trying to stay in the place of familiarity. God, I'm comfortable here. I'm okay here. Why be comfortable when uh, Paul said, okay, if you learn how to be comfortable, he said, then he used the word content, not comfortable. Two different words. We want God to adjust to us when we're supposed to adjust to where he's going. That's it. It's like yield to where, because I always think about the promises. And the reason why I'm glad you said this, because I've always had the promises of God. I just didn't know how to live in them. Know how to live in it. I've always had the promise. Like you said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. That's a promise. That's the promised land. Then he said, I sit with you in heavenly places. That's the promised land. God, you told me that whatever I, I bind on earth, I bind, man, I'm, if I'm a dual citizen, why do I have to live just on earth? I got citizenship in heaven. I got, matter of fact, I got divine access. If my brother, elderly brother, Jesus sit with me, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with the, inter- the greatest intercessor. So you mean to tell me I can't get my strategies about this wilderness and here I am complaining because Lord, this is training ground for me. Because people look at wilderness as this is horrible. People look at the Garden of Gethsemane as horrible. When the Garden of Gethsemane was a transition to dying to yourself. Pick up your cross and follow me. But we make it all about woe is me. We will sit and cry and complain when God have a people waiting on us. Miss Leah, as you're talking, I'm just hearing the word trust. Mm -hmm. Trust. That was the question he asked me in the car. Do you trust me? That word trust, I mean, that has to be. So when I look at the word trust, do you trust me? Not only is it a committed word, now we have to come into partnership. Mm. I have to come into partnership with with Christ to trust him. It's like Jesus had to trust him. Because mm-hmm. he had a soul. He said, he, he said, my soul, that let me know Jesus had a spirit too. But we look at it as the Holy Spirit. No, Jesus had his own spirit. They had to submit to the spirit. He said he gave up the ghost. That was his spirit. So he was in agony, too, because he wouldn't have never asked the question. Like Bishop said today, he said Jesus had a form of suicide, too, because he didn't want to. He was in agony, that place of agony. So we always look at it as, Lord, I'm the only one. Oh, that's what Satan want us to. Satan want us to think we're the only ones because we will not call for help. We will not reach for help. God wants us reaching for help in this day and time. But we get to a place of God, of embarrassment, shame, God. I'm doing what I wasn't supposed to do. And I got caught up instead of saying, Lord, you know what? This is why it's so important to be transparent. When you're transparent, Satan can't hold nothing against you. Right. He ain't got, he ain't got nothing on you. Right. And then guess what? Even if he bring up information, you're talking about an outdated version of me. Right. But people don't know that. So what they do is if you have guilt in you, another thing Bishop said, he said, Leah, don't have, he said, when you don't have guilt, Satan have nothing to pull on. Right. Transparency is a weapon. Like we don't realize that. Yeah, we don't realize how much of a weapon it is. It works for us, but we feel like, oh, my God, I I was a person who had all my children out of wedlock. And the and the Lord told me no more. He said no more because you have purpose. I'm like, okay, Lord, you just talk. So I had to move my dad in the house with me who was blind. He told me the same exact thing. So the, the Monday he died, part of, imparted into my life on a Friday, he died on a Monday. So debts in my life have been divine. He laid hands on me and spoke over my life. Then he wound up dying two days later. So I know, again, that word process, we don't like the word process, but imagine the word process is always going to get us to the next. 
process is always a process for us. It's divine. And God is saying, I'm trying to give y'all the, we always talk about the fat of the land. No, we don't know what that is for real. It's not about the car. Like today I was telling the Lord, Lord, I give it all up to you, whatever you want. Because we make it feel like that. When I was going through debt, money, cars, houses, I had the night, the, the best of the best life. And it still did not bring my daughter back. All the trips I've taken, guess what? It still didn't heal me. So you mean to tell me that we spend so much tr time trying to get materialistic stuff to where when we really in agony in our body, I can go get this laptop. This laptop can't do nothing for me. Mm -hmm. I'm just holding it with the pain. So you hold in possession with the pain. Mm -hmm. it, it, the Bible says where your treasures is, that will your heart be. But if my heart with God, that means that I got a place of I, I there. I can probably name not too many times I ever been in severe pain and the Lord has not showed up for me. Mm -hmm. I had chronic headaches. Um, oh. The Lord delivered me from that. I, I've had um, still numbness in my hand. The Lord still. So it's like I look at everything like I'm OK. Yeah, I'm OK. You know, in the Bible says in all things to give thanks. Mm -hmm. I was telling my daughter other than I said, we, she called me complaining and I said, stop complaining. Mm -hmm. And I was just trying to tell her, I said, when, when you want to complain, just start saying, Lord, thank you. God, I said, let that, I said, let that breath that you're going to release, let it be thanks and praise. I said, because you don't understand somebody else's struggle. Mm -hmm. You don't understand that somebody else is fighting. Not saying we're on the other side. But we in a place to say like, okay, so let's nine months after Brent and our accident. So nine months, it was a little boy in my hometown died exactly like Brent. Other than that, I think the car flipped on him and same age, same school. How, how much time apart? Nine months. I leave church and go to the hospital to see him. His way, where they have him at, he's directly across the room I was in, which my daughter told me that. Reminding me, I didn't know. I go in to see him. I'm asking the Lord. Is this what you were sparing me from? Because I'm looking at him. I'm like, Lord, this could have been me. And I'm with the, his mom. And she like, I don't know what decision to make. They want to pull a plug. I'm like, I don't know if I could have done that. So again, I look at it as, okay, Lord, it's the reason why you have me in this situation. Nine months after Brian passed. And here I am mm -hmm. trying to comfort someone else. So I'm like, God, God we are to comfort others as we've been, com where we've been comforted. Mm -hmm. And so, again, I, I didn't have time to be in my feelings and my emotions because she needed me. Mm -hmm. So, like, uh-uh, I got to go with it. And so, she, and then the, the, the crazy part about it, she pulled the plug on my birthday. <laughs> wow. So, he passed. He ended he up passing. Passed. He passed. Same age. They went to the same school. Same grade. And you in May like me. I don't know why I was trying to think October. I said, like, Leah, not October. Leah, May. May. Yeah. So, this is how God deals with me on such strategic areas like and I'm like I don't know why God deal with me such we call we I think it's strenuous but it's good because I'm I if, if he deal with me like this I know my strength in him yeah I know my strength in him and now every now and then we me and the young lady we talk and then another young lady called me you know after her daughter passed she calls me so it's like man you don't have time to sit in your pity party girl you gotta come on people people need what you've been receiving like you don't get to just sit there and then and, and whine, whine and complain. No, people need you because they want to know how to survive. They angry too. Now you got to walk with them like, hey, y'all, you know, because again, I didn't have nobody to walk with me. 
I didn't have nobody to take my hand and say, girl, I've been through that. Right. No. And then when they did try, if they started comparing, I'm like, and I told one lady straight up, I was like, your son, like 50, he had children. My daughter left me nothing. She didn't leave me anything. I got a box called Brian box and it's everything she liked. But every time I go in that box, guess what's in that box? Grief. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't really just go in it unless, you know, I really want to, I, I know where I'm at because at the end of the day, if people be honest, I'm like, the pain don't leave. It's there, but you you don't allow it to function. Some people allow the pain to function. No, the pain, you're going to sit down mm-hmm. and you're going to submit. And that's just it. Because if not, the pain will become a voice. Mm-hmm. Then it's going to start ruining things. And then it's going to cause destruction because that's what pain does. It causes us to gravitate and with temporary release. Mm-hmm. I couldn't afford temporary release because I had, because I had children who was also fighting. So I had to make it up in my mind, Lord, I'm going to make up in my mind that I'm going to serve you. I'm going to give you my life and I'm going to do what you call me to do. Anything apart from that, God, I give it to you. So every now and then, I remember a woman of God, she said when she feel like sad and stuff, she'll take a deep breath and she'll think about it and she'll go. So God don't allow me to allow situations to trap me because I feel like grief is, it's like quicksand. I feel like grief is quicksand. If you don't, if you, if you go and just to play with it, it's going to grab you. You don't play with grief. So that's why when I went, I even went through deliverance mm-hmm. with the deliverance board. So, cause I knew I didn't want it. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the way I feel. I didn't like the way my cousin, I think her daughter passed two years after brand, same thing, correct. So again, or three years. So same thing, comforting people where I've been comforted because Children dying is not going to stop. Okay. Well, thank you so much again, Ms. Leah, for sharing um, parts of your story and also speaking on a little bit about transition. Mm-hmm. And um, you continue to cur- encourage the people today. So thank you. And once again, we want y'all to know that we're overcoming. And you can too. Thank you for joining us this week on Through the Fire podcast. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Through the Fire podcast. You can also connect with Montez at The Poetic INSP and on Facebook as Montez Dove. You can connect with Cedricia on Instagram and Facebook at Cedricia Thomas. Be sure to subscribe to the show to catch new episodes every Thursday and leave us a comment or review. Thank you for listening and see you next week. Thank you.